It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen and it is another great day in the neighborhood. We are so glad to have you with us. And we have some really fun things to talk about today. And we have some serious things to talk about today. And I think when we look at when we look at the um, the issues of the day, one of the most important things people can do, one of the most important things you can do is get involved. Is get involved in your local communities. Now, there's lots of ways to do that. You can do that as a philanthropist, and many people do. You do great work with local organizations, and you contribute your time, talent, and treasure. But another very important issue today is get involved in running things. Become, well, I'm going to say become an activist. I might even say become a politician, which is a horrifying thought for many of us. So, so, you know, poor politicians, they really get jammed up these days because uh, some of which they bring upon themselves. But these two folks I'm going to introduce you to are local citizens who have decided that they're going to get involved and they're going to make a difference and they're going to contribute their time, talent and probably treasures. Because anytime you run for an office, it's not um, it's not charity. You have to actually invest in yourself and your campaign. So I have with me today Michelle and Robert, who are running for city alderman here in Frederick City. So if you're listening in West Virginia or Southern PA or even Northern Montgomery County, we have people listening from all over the country even who dial into the WFMD app. So we're glad you're here. Consider this conversation is speaking to you from the standpoint of what could I do or people I know who would be great if I got us involved in our local communities at this level. So, you know, there's boards of ed. People, you got to get involved in the board of ed. If you're disgusted with the educational system, then do something about it and run for office on the board of ed. Now, they say that they're nonpartisan. They're really not. So so people really, you know, the Apple polls and vote for me. And they're, they're, they all link up by party, frankly. <clears throat> I've never seen a bipartisan ticket. So... So the other thing is, if you're if you're interested in what's been going on in election integrity, get involved, get on the boards of elections, go to the poll watching, get involved. Okay. So welcome, Michelle and Robert. It is so great to have you here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excellent. So first of all, Robert, I'd like to start with you because I was really interested in in your um, background. Because you are a veteran. So first of all, thank you for your service. Thank you. My yeah, pleasure. Yeah. And I appreciate that um, veterans are really getting involved. I mean, I spoke with a veteran yesterday. It was at the Great Frederick Fair. And we'll talk about that. It started last night. It was excellent. It was excellent. And this guy came up and he was lit up. Like, what went on in Afghanistan? How dare they do this? We're losing our country. We fought for our freedoms. What the heck? So, you know, as a veteran, I guess it begs the question, is that why you're running to get involved? Yes, that's part of the reason. Um, I say as a veteran, you know, we put we put in a lot. We sacrifice a lot, not only uh, physically, uh, 
but our families, we're away from our families for a while, and our wives and families suffer. But uh, I think why you're seeing more veterans getting involved is because what we have put our blood and sweat in for is turning out to be uh, for nothing, for nothing. And and uh, especially with this Afghan incident. Well, it feels like that. Yeah. But I want you to know it was not for nothing. No, I know that. And every every veteran that I know would do it all over again if they had to. But I, you know, war is a nasty thing, and we're at war. And when when you're at war, sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. You have some setbacks. I, I would say we're in a temporary setback, God willing. Yeah, uh, I hope it's a temporary setback. Um, I, I'm, I'm heart sickened to see our country in the position that it's in. It is it rarely represents what our founding fathers wanted it to be—a representational government. And uh, I am heart sick and I want to do everything I can. I, I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem anymore. I love it. I love it. So tell us, what else have you done with your life and your career that, and what's, what, off, you're running for city alderman. Right. Okay, here in Frederick. What, what qualifies you? What does your background translate to in terms of helping the citizens of Frederick? And frankly, all of us, because we all enjoy going down to Frederick. I have a business in Frederick. It's not just city f- voters is what I want people to get. Everybody needs to support you guys because um, we're, we all have a vested interest in the success of Frederick City. Go ahead. Right, right. And <clears throat> I'm a, a mature citizen. I'll, I'll say that. I'm retired from the Food and Drug Administration I worked at the Center for Biologics and uh, Research, and uh, at that center, uh, we were the ones that approved vaccines and, and stuff like that. That's right. just ironic. That is ironic. <laughs> but um, I, I've been with the federal government in one way or another for uh, over 30 years. I was, uh, like like you said, a, a veteran in the Navy, uh, where I served on ship. I was the uh, head of the hospital on board the USS Saipan during Desert Storm. And I was on the USS and USNS Comfort during the uh, later trouble we had with, with Iraq. Um, I was in uh, other hospitals in, in the area like uh, Naval Medical Center and Portsmouth Naval, Naval Center. Um, I also worked in the VA hospital. All the positions that I had were intense positions in, in leadership positions. So I have a, a good government background and a good uh, leadership background. Wonderful. Well, thank you for bringing that to the citizens and communities surrounding Frederick City and, frankly, the millions of tourists who will enjoy it. So wonderful. Now I'd like to ask Michelle if you could please share with us your your background You know, why did you decide to run? Sure. Um, Well, I think in a nutshell, let me say that I have about uh, a little over 30 years involvement in community services, and that would be specifically program development, monitoring of services, monitoring of outcomes, um, appropriations of funding, things like that, Um, both from my professional experience and even a lot of the volunteer work that I've done over the past 30 years. I have lived in several different um, states and worked in several different states. I even lived and worked overseas, um, starting a program over there for the community. Um, 
I moved to Frederick about three years ago. I moved from Montgomery County. Particularly, I came to Frederick because I've always enjoyed the beauty up here. I've enjoyed what felt like a very kind of medium to small town environment and community. Um, and that's both the environment and the people. Um, and also the idea that there's this really beautiful, vibrant downtown Frederick that I felt is hip and fun and, and innovative and all of these wonderful things. And so I decided to move uh, to Frederick. Um, and in the time that I've been here, I've noticed, though, that there have been an excessive amount of growth and development that has been occurring, um, which I'm noticing even in the time that I've been here has increased the um, the traffic um, and that includes not just 15, but the, the city streets and everything going into the downtown area. Um, and also the increased need for different core services. Um, one of my biggest concerns is that there's only one hospital in the whole county, um, which means there's only one emergency room. Um, <clears throat> and I'm concerned about the fact that, that that is the case with an increasingly growing population that's been um, supported by the current uh city administration so when you talk about services and program oversight and budget boy that just speaks to the needs of of a government role like this what what services were you involved with because i think you know i think you have a human services background right right so so do i so you know those needs of the people are really important and it doesn't always have to be by the way poverty it could be elderly people who are just needing access to services and support. It could be coordinating with local nonprofits. So there's a lot of things that go into human services that are not specific to just uh, dealing with, um, you know, the poverty stricken uh, communities and issues that they face. So what do you see if there was one thing you could do and you could wave a magic wand over Frederick City? What would you change? Wow, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think we need to take care of our elderly. Um, I think that uh, people that in are, what way? Um, specifically, affordable housing. Um, specifically, housing that is um, very thoughtful to the needs of the elderly. For example, not a three story townhouse. Um, for the elderly, um, when, when there's all this development going on, particularly this dense residential development that's going on, um, and I keep saying this, is that my concern is that, you know, that development is not addressing the affordable housing issue that we have. Um, and there is a significant affordable housing issue, it, particularly related to the elderly population, the retiring population, single, you know, single breadwinner um, professionals here in the city who are often the workers at the businesses who are downtown. The workers, exactly, that's exactly. And you know, one of the questions that I saw recently was something related to how can we, uh, you know, attract people to live in to work in the city, to live in the city as well as work in the city. Well, you got to make it affordable. And again, um, these. Okay, so let me so let me interject. So, so that's interesting because typically, so we're speaking with Michelle Shea. She's running for alderman. For those of you who are just turning in, 
tuning in. And Michelle, that sounds like a Democrat platform, but it's not. See, my th- whole thing is we've allowed conservatives, Republicans, whatever, uh, Democrats to own certain conversations. Exactly. They don't get to own that they're the only ones who care about elderly or affordable housing. That's nonsense. So we care. What are your so? And by the way, let's talk about the current board of aldermen is all Democrats. Right. So my question is, how are you going to be different? And oh, by the way, if they had all the answers, why isn't it fixed? Well, because I have seen over 30 years what works and doesn't work. Um, I've been trained in systems theory, um, the whole idea of one aspect of a system and its impact on another aspect of the system and how that uh, allows functionality or or poor dysfunction, right? Yeah, so so throwing a bunch of money at something isn't necessarily Absolutely. the answer. So you're taking what we'd call a macro approach as opposed to just dump a bunch of money and hope it you know, sticks. Well, exactly. And that's, and that's my whole point is that I've always seen things as don't just throw money at it, look at it. I, you know, really assess and evaluate the issue, the gaps. Um, okay. So on on that note, we're going to take a quick break. I want people to ponder that we're going to be back. You're listening to success happens. I have with me today, Michelle Shea and Robert Fisher. They are running for the city of alderman seats. Uh, in the upcoming general election. And again, if you're listening from other areas, think about who are the people in your communities that you can engage, inspire, and motivate to do the same where you are. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Michelle Shea and Robert Fisher, and they are running for the city of Alderman uh, seats in the upcoming general election. And uh, again, this is so important that our local communities are run by people who have competency and passion for the issues. And it's not just about a political point of view. It really, it's, a, it's there, you know, some professional judgment needs to come in here, you know. Otherwise, you make crazy decisions that are driven by politics and party. And when when you see people shut down because they don't politicians shut down because they don't want to go against the party line, we have a problem here. Okay, so it's time for individuals to run things and stop this being run by the party nonsense that's gotten us in the crisis, frankly, that we're in today. So, Robert, same question when you look at the condition of city frederick city of frederick today you know right now um i was a big proponent of the downtown hotel uh opportunity with the plamondons i think it was a great uh piece uh of land to develop and into a project there there's a number of things you know you don't have a big hotel downtown that to me was just such a big issue um you have the underdeveloped area over by um mccutcheons and so forth that could be just vibrant and alive with maybe housing. And maybe some of that housing is dedicated to Section 8 or whatever. What, if you could wave a magic wand, Robert, what would you change in the city of Frederick? Well, first of all, I would change. There there needs to be a mental change. Uh, there is too much uh, divide in the city. Uh, yeah, but no offense. I, I appreciate that. 
But you know what? You're not going to fix that, and I'm not going to fix that. Right. We're not. But I have because, a magic wand. <laughs> okay, what's your magic wand? Because I think when you get into mental health, boy, that's a whole nother show. Because people are societally screwed up right now. So go back to what, what would you, yeah, what's your magic wand? What would you change? Well, first of all, I think the main uh, problem in the, in the city is uh, crime. Uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, crime where we didn't have before. When I first came to Frederick, I used to enjoy walking down downtown and uh, amongst buildings and having stopping, having a cup of coffee and with my wife and, and, and just having a good time. But now you walk downtown and you have uh, you have to turn your head and make sure that everything is is you know nobody's behind you. Uh, I, I I don't like that feeling. You know, I don't like that feeling. So crime and, and public safety is one of the big things for me. That I think everything else falls down from there. So we have a new chief of police that was brought in by the mayor. Um, from your perspective, um, the city, city police, and I've had the pleasure of working with them, and they come by our shop, um, sweeties, and, you know, they they're such good people one of the gals runs some of the community work with the kids the um sro program which i think is so important to include police in that interaction with our youth so they're not afraid now you have to respect authority but they're not bad people there's a difference right right you know and and the thing is i always say teach your children not to be afraid of the police and, and one of the things that you need to do is if a policeman tells you to stop, you stop. You know, don't carry anything that... Or cop an attitude. Or, 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 right. or even cop, cop an attitude. But Michelle and I actually met with the uh, um, the president of the FOP yesterday, uh, Sergeant uh, Snyder, Charlie Snyder. And he gave us a lot of information about... Uh, their needs and so on and so forth, and and he and he agrees. Yeah, those cops are not political. They are not political. If you're if you're uh, in trouble, they're going to help you whether you're independent, Republican, Democrat, or whatever you are. They are the best police, along with the metro with, with the county police. But I have to say too, you know, I should say and, but the the idea that. There, were, Somebody just told me yesterday, let me digress, there were a group of kids on a corner downtown flipping the bird and saying, F. Chuck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, now, I know Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, love him like a brother, okay? Mm-hmm. We've become really good friends and I respect him immensely. That's just disgusting. That is disgusting. And, and that's and that's And mostly- who are their parents? I mean, come on, people. What are you teaching your kids? There's, it's not just incumbent upon the system. It's incumbent upon the leaders, the parents, uh, the teachers. So, unfortunately, this notion of being pro-police has been vilified. So, back to your original point, and I didn't mean to dismiss it, that, you know, we're divided – when people perpetuate the idea that police are bad because one dude is crazy. I mean, come on. I, I've seen crazy bakers. I've seen crazy, you know, restaurant owners. I've seen crazy, you know, 
whatevers. Clergy. <laughs> right, right. Let's, let's, let's start with the justice system right now. So, you know, DOJ, so forth. Okay, those people have, have lost their way. I'm being kind. Right? And their mind. Yes. So we have with us today Robert Fisher and Michelle Shea running for alderman. So thank you for that commitment to public safety. Thank you. Um, we just have another minute, so or 30 seconds, really. What? Where can people support you all? Where can they find you? Well, for, for myself, uh, you can go to uh, fisherforfrederick.com. That's Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, the number four, frederick.com. So fisherforfrederick.com, one word. Okay, very good. And Michelle, if you would please tell people... Where can they support you? And listen, guys, one of the things you got to remember is, again, they're, they're taking time away from their jobs to run for office so they can help you and me. So it's kind of a partnership where we support them financially. So give them donations. If it's 10 bucks, it's 10 bucks. If it's 100 bucks, it's 100 bucks. But consider an investment in your future, in your town. Also, Consider working with them, so volunteering, going knocking on doors, helping them get the word out about their message and their commitment. We're at the Great Frederick Fair this week, so everybody, you're going to want to go to the fair. It's super-duper great, and I want to give a shout-out to Trey at the barbecue place because, boy, does he have great barbecue. Um, stop by the Dan Cox for Governor tent. We're there um, and have a bunch of Trump paraphernalia uh, uh, available for donation. So um, all that being said, it's important for us to get out and support, you know, volunteer at a booth, walk on the streets, hold signs at a corner that say, now, are you guys partnered together? Yeah. So so they're one slate. So it's a twofer. So Michelle, where can they find you? Um, My Facebook page is Friends of Michelle Shea. And um, on that Facebook page, you can find my website. You can find um, donate button. Um, it's, I update the, the Facebook page with events and things like that. All right, perfect. So push the donate button, you guys. We got this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have fun. It, it's let's have elections be what they're supposed to be, which is about we the people having a choice, one person, one vote, one person, one vote. They don't get to muck with our vote. Okay. Thank you guys. Good luck. We'll see you at the Great Frederick Fair. You're listening to Success Happens. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now. Flamingo Pool Supply, great, great pool supply company. And if you're closing up your pools, give give them a call over there. Jay will take care of you. And also KW Photography and Designs, great photography work, website design, social media, et cetera. We'll be right back.